Thank you for joining us today on Muskegon History and Beyond, a podcast from the Lakeshore Museum Center. My name is Pat Horn, and I will be bringing you an episode today on Nellie B. Chisholm, a prominent educator in Muskegon County and the first female elected to a political position in Muskegon County. Nellie B., as she was called by most who knew her in life, was born Nellie B. O'Connell on May 3, 1870. She was born on the O'Connell Farm in Montague and would maintain a deep tie to the area her entire life. As a young woman, she attended school in Montague and graduated in one of the first classes of Montague High School at the age of 15. After graduating, she got a job as a teacher at the Trading Post School, or Mouth School, near the outlet of White River to Lake Michigan. At the time, this was a small community centered around the lumber coming through the area. Her students at this school varied in age and numbers. During the lumbering off-season, she might have up to 40 pupils attending school, including older lumberjacks who never received their formal education. I just love the image of this 15-year-old girl teaching these grizzled late teens or early 20-something lumberjacks how to read and write. She would not stay long at this school as she had higher ambitions in education. She would move on to what is today's Eastern Michigan University to get a degree in education. It was at Eastern that she met and later married John Chisholm. The couple would have one child, a John A. Chisholm, who would go on to become a well-known Muskegon Chronicle writer. After their marriage, the couple moved to the Upper Peninsula, where John had got a job as a superintendent for Schoolcraft County. A few years later would bring the couple back down to Muskegon County when John got a job as superintendent of Montague Schools, and Nellie got the job as principal of Montague High School. She would leave this position, though, to be a teacher at another Montague school, Maple Grove, the following year. Then, in 1907, she decided to run for the position of county school board superintendent. This was a huge job as the county school board was responsible for the entire rural school system from Fruitport up to Montague and out to Holton. The only district not included was Muskegon, which had organized its own school board. In this election, she would win, an amazing feat not only as women could not vote yet, but no other woman had also ever been elected to any position in Muskegon County. She was also one of the first women elected to a county superintendent position throughout the entire state of Michigan. Part of her job in this new role was visiting all the schools to make sure they were following state guidelines, but also to make sure they were satisfactory buildings for learning. During her time in the position, she was known for visiting every school at least once during the school year. Quite a feat when you remember that when she started, there were no cars, and thus she took horse and buggy out to remote one-room school buildings scattered throughout the county. After her first four-year term, she was re-elected to another four-year term. She would serve seven consecutive terms, being in office for 28 years. She ran for an eighth term at the age of 65, but lost that election by 14 votes. At the time, she was asked if now she was going to retire, to which she replied that retiring is the same as quitting, and she wasn't a quitter, giving us a neat insight into who she was. During her time as superintendent, there were huge jumps in the county school system. Both the number of classrooms and the number of students over doubled during her time, and the creation of a new school board in Muskegon Heights also occurred during her time as superintendent. She had led the county school system from small, one-room buildings to true schools with classes for dedicated grades. The one major issue that arose during her time that I found was a contract dispute she had with the county commission. You see, under Michigan state law, county board superintendents were paid in part on a scale in relation to the number of classrooms they oversaw. 
1915, Nellie oversaw some 147 classrooms and was being paid $1,200 a year, or roughly $35,000 a year today. However, when she counted the classrooms in the county, she came up with a higher number, which put her in the next pay tier, and she claimed she would make then another additional $1,500 yearly. After some back and forth with classroom numbers, it would come down to whether Muskegon Public Schools, who had their own school board, was to be included in the county's count, or excluded as they were their own separate system. This case would go on to the Michigan Supreme Court. I could not find the ruling from the case, but Nellie B. Chisholm continued in the position, so things must have been figured out, one way or another. One lasting legacy she contributed during this time was also the formation of Muskegon County Parent Teachers Association, which was a first for the state. She was a leader in putting 4-H programs in schools, and also served on the Legislative Committee for the Michigan Educational Association and Teacher Retirement Board. One of her achievements there was to set up the teacher's retirement plan for the state. Besides educational organizations, she also participated in many other organizations, many in a leadership role. She served as the first president of the Hackley Hospital Auxiliary Board, chairman of the Muskegon County Health Unit. She was a member of the Red Cross, a division chairman for the Community Chest, a member of the board for the Muskegon County Sanatorium, and was president of the Montague High School Alumni Association. After working as an elected official, she was asked to join the Muskegon Chronicles staff as a writer for the White Lake area. While she did not see herself as a writer, she was a lover of the White Lake area and would contribute news and entertainment pieces of the area to the Chronicle for the next 23 years of her life. True to her words, Nellie B. Chisholm never really retired. Even when she was in the hospital with the sickness that would eventually claim her life, she sent word back to the Chronicle's editor that, quote, we aren't getting enough Whitehall and Montague news, end quote. Nellie B. Chisholm would die at her home in Montague on August 16, 1958, at the age of 88. She was buried at Oak Grove Cemetery in Montague, her beloved community. As much as she loved the White Lake area, the area was also grateful to her and all the work she had done over the years as a pioneer woman in education. To honor this, in 1960, a newly constructed middle school in Montague would take on the name Nellie B. Chisholm Middle School, or NBC Middle School, as I called it back in the day when I used to attend the school and knew very little about its namesake. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Muskegon History and Beyond. Mm-hmm.